Buenos dias desde San Gervasi. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from Thursday, the 30th of September, 2021. Ten or so minutes of the big stuff going down in Argentina. A week after the national government announced that the use of face masks outdoors will no longer be mandatory, seems that the regional governments are feeling reluctant. At least three provinces are not planning to adhere to the relaxed restrictions, with several others contemplating similar actions. Córdoba, Salta, and Buenos Aires City are some of the ones that consider this to be a rushed measure, perhaps even a bid from the national government to win back favor of voters ahead of the November midterm elections. The Rio Negro, Jujuy, and Mendoza provinces are waiting to see what modifications the government makes to the original decree before deciding what to do next, but they aren't convinced either. Although it may be too soon to forget about face masks, it is true that there has been a continued decline in the confirmed cases of COVID-19. Last Friday, 12 provinces nationwide didn't report a single COVID-related death over the preceding 24 hours. Also on Friday, a new shipment of Sinopharm shots arrived in the country, taking Argentina past 67 million vaccine doses. One day prior, the government had welcomed a donation of 800,000 AstraZeneca Oxford University vaccines from the Spanish government, who had agreed to donate the two Ibero-American countries under the framework of the WHO's COVAX scheme. On Tuesday the 28th, the Buenos Aires city government opened up the registration for all teenagers between 12 and 17 to get their shots. Those who are 12 years old must be accompanied by an adult when getting their vaccine. Meanwhile, the government is putting aside Sinopharm and Pfizer shots to potentially inoculate children younger than 12 once they are approved by the corresponding organizations. Although the vaccination program is ramping up, it seems that the government has become a slow payer. As of the 9th of September, Argentina had spent almost 700 million U.S. dollars to buy COVID-19 vaccine doses, less than half the total it had pledged to pay. Since the beginning of the coronavirus epidemic, President Fernandez's government has agreed to purchase around 130 million doses for $1.5 billion, but so far has acquired 67 million and paid for only 46% of its vaccine contracts. Fortunately, Argentina is also kicking off the production of a national vaccine against COVID-19. The project will be carried out via partnership between Synergium Biotech and another Argentinian firm that's already producing the main active ingredient for AstraZeneca. This is still in its initial phase. There's a long road ahead, but this will help Argentina reduce dependence on vaccines produced beyond Latin America. Let's talk about international travel. On Monday, the 27th, Argentina finally welcomed the first few tourists coming in from Chile and Brazil. Hooray! During this trial period, the authorities, the authorized border crossing points are those in the Mendoza and Misiones provinces, and tourists can exclusively enter by land. Start of October, land frontiers will be fully reopened for foreigners from neighboring countries, and their entry will be authorized without isolation. The remaining vaccinated foreigners will be able to enter the country from the 1st of November as long as they have a negative PCR test taken prior to departure or an antigen at the point of entry. Those who have not been completely vaccinated, including children, must be quarantined with an antigen test upon arrival and a PCR test on the seventh day. So there you have it. Whether you're eager to visit Argentina or looking forward to freely leaving and re-entering the country, you'll have to wait until November at the latest. 
But enough about COVID. Let's see what the latest government cocktail conversations are about. On Friday the 24th, the Casa Rosada finally confirmed the pregnancy of First Lady Fabiola Yanez. The presidential medical unit said the First Lady is in her 10th week of pregnancy and that the baby is due between the end of March and the first days of April 2022. She has been the president's partner since 2014. And although President Fernandez has a son from a previous marriage, this will be Fabiola's first baby. Hopefully the little bundle of joy will bring much happiness to the president, who is currently undergoing one of the toughest stages of his presidency, which is saying a lot considering that 19 of his 22 months as head of state were during a pandemic. Political turmoil unleashed by the sudden resignation of a group of ministers responding to Vice President Christina Fernandez de Kirchner was seen as a major defeat for President Fernandez, with half the Frente de Todos coalition turning their backs on him. Speaking of the vice president, Argentina is currently resurrecting Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner's signature maneuver by selling bonds to the central bank. This comes in a bid to raise money for fiscal expenses, but skeptics say the bonds are unlikely to ever be repaid. And we know where that leads. Also, in a bid to win back the favor of the electorate, government announced that the income tax floor would be raised from 150,000 to 175,000 pesos, about 1,000 US dollars, and the minimum wage to 32,000 by next February, less than 200 US dollars. Unemployment dropped to less than 10% in the first quarter of this year. However, over 2 million people still remain jobless. That said, it's hard to get accurate statistics in a country with so many unregistered workers. This week, the government launched a plan to tackle unregistered labor, mostly specifically those in the domestic help sector. The state will be subsidizing for six consecutive months, 30 to 50% of the salaries of these domestic workers if formally registered by their employers from the 1st of October in order to access the benefits. Employers must earn less than the income tax floor. Another plan worth mentioning is that of City Mayor Horacio Rodriguez Larreta, who launched his plan Futuro, aimed at consulting the citizenry on five key areas for a post-pandemic city integral welfare, security, education, and employment, and urban and digital transformation. Speaking of Rodriguez Lareta, he had lunch in New York earlier this week with former U.S. President Bill Clinton during a brief U.S. tour in which they discussed climate change and economic and political outlook in the Americas. During talks on climate change, Rodriguez Lareta informed Clinton of his government's climate action plan, through which Buenos Aires is committed to having by having emissions by 2030 and becoming carbon neutral by 2050. May not be such a bright future ahead, though, if the government keeps accelerating money printing ahead of the November elections. The central bank has stepped up the pace, potentially stoking inflation in the months ahead. Argentina's annual inflation rate was 51% last month annualized, among the highest in the world. Speaking of things that are very Argentinian, Buenos Aires is the city of tango, as you probably know. And if you don't, how do you not know that? On Saturday the 25th, two local couples won the world's biggest tango competition held in Buenos Aires during a festival that paid tribute to the late footballer and tango fan Diego Maradona. The finalist danced in front of the obelisk, which made for the most porteño pictures you've ever seen. Tango competition coincided with the reopening of Buenos Aires milongas, or tango salons, and who knows, maybe time for you to see a tango with your own eyes and maybe even take some dancing lessons. One more recommendation before we go. Sucardi Valle de Uco, a winery in the Andes Mountains, was ranked the world's best winery for the third consecutive year. Located in the province of Mendoza, this winery 
was assessed by almost 600 international experts who evaluate the facilities and quality of the products to choose the top 100 best wine tourism destinations in the world. Mendoza is a must-see province in Argentina, so make sure to visit and stop by some of its world-renowned wineries for some Malbec tasting. That's it for this week. If you like the show, share, subscribe for more. We'd appreciate a review. Tell us your thoughts, ideas, how you found out about us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima. Thank you.